0: Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from a listener named Ward, as well as a character from a patron named Bradley. All I can tell you is that the question involves Fred the dog getting into trouble. The rest you'll have to find out after the story. Well, at least they know I'm gonna be part of the story. May, hey, Fred. But I'm also here to give a woof-woof to Lorenzo, age seven. As well as his brother, Frederick, age 5. They are from Bologna, Italy. And I would like to give a magical shout-out to Anora, who drew beautiful illustrations of many of her favorite characters, including me, Abacus P. Grumbler. Well, thank you, Anora, Frederick, and Lorenzo. Folks at home, now you can catch every episode of What If World on GeoSavan, India's top music streaming and podcasting app. It's amazing to hear from kids all over the world now discovering this show. And there's lots for you to discover on their app. So check out Geo7. That's J-I-O-S-A-A-V-N. And I'll add a link to our show notes. Now let's find out what if Fred the Dog got in big trouble. And we met a new What If World character. Right after a quick break. It was a bright and sunny day inside the what House, and Fred the dog was just finishing up a stick. Oh, that was yummy. President Fred flipped the floorboard, under which he had hidden a cache of sticks, only to find it empty. Hmm. Has someone stolen my
1: sticks?
0: Then he checked his broom closet. And all well, no, these broom handles have been chewed off too. Secretary of Sticks, I need your help. And Mr. Mouser crawled out of a little hole in the wall of the what-house.
1: I thought I was going to be your secretary of state, or perhaps your a chief of staff.
0: Said Mr. Mouser, straightening his glasses and looking a little cross.
1: But instead, I have been in charge of uh, sticks for over two years. Well, yeah, it's actually a much more important job, Mr. Mouser. And you see, someone has stolen all my sticks and even eaten my broomsticks. No, Fred, that was you. You chewed all the sticks in the Watt House, and every stick that has fallen in the forest. And the trees have written a strongly worded letter asking that you stop chewing upon them. So there's no sticks for Freddy? Well, of course you could go out and buy some sticks. Wait, you can buy sticks? Well, you can't, because you spent all of your salary repairing the damages you've done to what-if-world since becoming president. So money can buy sticks. Yes, of course, but maybe you should just give up sticks
0: for a little while.
1: Okay, everybody, this is a stick-up.
0: Fred the dog was in the middle of a bank, his tongue waving about menacingly. A very thin, black mask covered his eyes, but it didn't really do much to hide his pug identity. Okay, bank people, give me all your sticks. I'm sorry, this isn't a stick bank. It's just a regular bank. We just have money here, said a slimy snail quite calmly.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. No money. That's what I'm here for. I'm stealing
0: all your money. It's a criminal act, Fred. Are you sure?
1: I didn't say I was Fred the dog. I'm wearing a mask.
0: It's still very obvious. Wow, oh, forget you. And Fred's tongue stretched behind the counter of the bank and grabbed a big sack with a dollar sign on it. You know, you really shouldn't leave these lying around. No. And then he ran off. All right, the release, said Alabaster Zero. Fred the Dog was seen walking into a nondescript building. And this is the least descript building I've ever seen. Why, it just looks like a pile. <laughs> Don't describe it. Then it would be too descript for Fred to be inside. Sometimes I can't believe you were elected Detective General over me. I mean, it was a position I made up on the spot when Fred became president, but that's what makes it my duty to bring him in when he's gone rogue. Faralise and Alabaster Zero slowly ...entered the nondescript building through an old creaky door with a strange mark. Mr. Eric, don't describe the door. Nondescript, remember? Okay, fine. And then they walked down a long and winding hallway that smelled... <laughs> uh, ...and then they walked down a long and... Wi- ...and then they walked down a perfectly nondescript hallway. <sighs> Now Alabaster, remember we are bringing him in, but he is only the alleged robber, so we must be careful and respectful. An Alabaster kicked through a door so perfectly ordinary that it might as well have been a wall with a handle on it. That's some good non-description, Mr. Eric. And there was Fred the dog, wearing a pair of suspiciously fancy pants. Now, Mr. Eric, why do you say suspiciously fancy? The narrator's not supposed to share his opinion. Those are some awfully fancy pants, Fred the dog. Yeah, what about them? One might even call them suspiciously fancy.
1: Uh, One might, but one might also not say that.
0: Come on, Fred. The jig is up. You might as well confess.
1: You're right. I did it. I'm so ashamed. <laughs>
0: and Fred left the corner of this perfectly featureless room and walked towards the detectives with his head hung low. How are they trying to earn enough money to buy sticks? Well, that's not how you earn money, Fred, said Alabaster, slapping our a pair of paw cuffs to the president of What If World.
1: You're right, you're right Lock me up and throw away the key
0: <laughs> Well, that's a job well done, right, Butner? Alabaster, there is no evidence of any kind in this entire room We're gonna put you away for a long time, Fred In the place puppies least like to go Oh, no, you don't mean... That's right, the bedroom Only there's no people in there <laughs> Not a bedroom, only there's no people in there What's the point of being in the room when there's no people in there? Well, you're going to have a long time to work that one out, won't you? And they took Fred back to the White House and locked him up while they met with the rest of the presidential cabinet. Vice President Wendy Anna Joan. It's been a long time. Magister of Magic, Abacus P. Grumbler. Indubitably. Emperor of Equality, Cuthuncle. I'm just realizing now I really haven't done enough to earn that title. And of course, Secretary of Sticks, Mr. Mouser. Uh, You forgot Detective General and his partner. But they already knew you were here. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's time for little old me to become president of What If World. Well, all right, said Mr. Mouser, pulling out a presidential pin to stick on Wendy Anna's lapel. Now, wait a minute, everyone. This is a serious matter requiring serious investigation. But he confessed. Oh, he confessed. Well, then, I declare Wendy Anna to be our new president. It seems like the equal thing to do. What does that even mean, Cuthuncle? Please excuse Elise. She wasn't one of the presidential nominees, so she's really not on this cabinet. And that does not invalidate my opinion. But Mr. Mouser had already scrambled up Wendy's leg and given her the presidential pin. Oh my goodness. How'd you get this off of Fred anyway? There was never anywhere to stick it on me in the first place. Uh, We should probably all move further down the hall so that Fred can't hear us. Oh, what does it matter? He's not president anymore. I am.
1: That is true, and I'm very happy that we're going to have a more level-headed president who has proven herself time and
0: again, said Mr. Mouser. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But I think we should all have a big party first. What? Oh, that sounds delightful. And Wendy Anna threw a big party. And everybody in What If World attended. And throughout the whole party, Wendy Anna went around making big promises to everyone she saw. I agree more people should be wearing top hats, JF It's just plain fancy. Finally someone gets it. And Gothunko things sure would be more equal if everyone had eight arms or legs. I have found a perfect curse to make that happen. And Abagus, I do agree that school should be better funded. Oh huzzah! Let me just get out the What If World checkbook. But Wendy Anna, said Draco Max. You just promised all of What-If World's gold to the dragons so that we could sleep upon it and never spend a coin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Advocate. Maybe next year. <laughs> the next morning, the whole What House was trashed, as was the forest around it. Oh, I will have to get in the cleanup crew," said Mr. Mouser. But then, when Diana woke up. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave the cleaning crew the rest of the year off.
1: Oh, that's a strange decision. I- <laughs> oh,
0: I made all kinds of decisions like that. I wrote up a pile of them during the party. I'm sure my secretary of important stuff can handle it. Oh, I forgot about my promotion. Thank you. And Mr. Mouser cheerily went to work, but Abacus wasn't feeling too cheery. Nor was Verilice. Psst, Verilice. I know we don't normally team up, you know, because it would just be too much magic. Oh, um, yes, that is the reason. But I think something strange is going on. I agree. First this business with Fred. Now Wendy is acting very strange. Fair Elise sneakily flew out of the Watt House to have a quiet conversation with the wizard in the woods. First off, Wendy Anna never sticks around this long. She's always traveling in time, and she would never give in to my evil demands so easily. Said Gathunkel, and Fair Elise and Abacus saw he'd been sleeping in the trees above them. I've got like 16 curses that are going to become worldwide law. She just kept saying yes it, it wasn't even fun. I think we need to find the Learninator. He normally helps Wendy Anna travel through time. Did someone here want to learn something? The Learninator. The Learninator. Hello, Learninator. Can you take us back in time to when Fred the dog committed that crime? Uh, no, that's not how my time travel works. Really? We we travel back in time all the time. But if we travel back to when Fred did the crime, and then we come back forward in time, then we would have changed the time that he did the crime. And so we wouldn't have asked these questions. And you wouldn't have met me. I swear the particulars of time travel have never been this confusing. It's fine, just take us back and I'll make us all invisible. And we won't do or say anything, we'll just observe and learn. Oh, and you love learning, Learninator, for some reason. Do not assume that I love learning, and do not boss me around. And the Learninator started storming off. What the wonder is going on? Well, we three are probably the most powerful creatures in whatever world, so we can certainly figure it out. Sorry, Cuthuncle, I never agreed to have you as part of this team. Oh, come on, Perilis. He's trying to be more Emperor of equality E. Fine, just try not to do anything evil. Would it be enough? If I tried to try not to do evil things, no. no. Okay, okay, you win. And the three of them went back to the White House to confront Wendy Anna. And Wendy Anna Jones was inside waiting for them, signing page after page of promises that she'd made the night before, while Mister Mouser kept cleaning up the mess from the party. Wendy Anna, something funny is afoot. Yes, something quite squiddy. Oh, you three. Then learningator told me all about it, trying to use his time travel for some selfish little adventure. It is not selfish. We're trying to discover you're trying to upset the new president, and I won't hear of it. So just get skedaddle and go clean up the woods, and maybe I'll think about forgiving you after. Uh, but, said Alabaster Zero. "'I'm sorry, Faralise, but I think you really need to go outside right now.' "'Alabaster, we are partners. How could you?' And she saw the detective. "'Wink. How could you betray your president? Now get!' And so Kathunkel, Faralise, and Abagus left the what-house. And as Alabaster Zero went to close the door behind them, he gave a nod with his head pointing off in the distance.' Now go and learn your lesson. (coughs) And he shut the door. I've always known he wasn't much of a detective, but really. Actually, I think Alabaster might have been on to something. And Farrelise flew off into the woods, where a strange, crackling light seemed to shimmer and fade. What was that? Asked Cothuncle, and he and the wizard hurried to catch up. (laughs) They heard a clatter of... It must have been sticks. And they rushed into a clearing to find. See, Leninator, I told Fred that prehistoric sticks brought back to the present would still just be regular sticks. It is true, Wendy Anna. They are not fossilized or extra crunchy or anything. Wendy Anna? Leninator? asked Farrelise. Those are odd names. It would be impossible to wear them out because that's not how names work. I'm sorry, he's working on some catchphrases. It's. Wendy Anna, how is it that you are here and also in the What House? What's that? Is it because of your two time traveling sisters? No, we all agreed not to cross timelines except on the holidays. And Wendy Anna started marching toward the What House. But couldn't the holidays be any day? Because you travel in time- Sh- This is just the right amount of sense that we want time travel to make. I agree with Kathunkel. This sounds like the authentic Wendy Anna. They burst into the what House, and Wendy Anna dropped her bundle of sticks when she saw President Wendy Anna standing across from her. Oh, Wendy Anna. Said the president. You're not supposed to be in this timeline. I think it is you who are stuck out of time, or something even stranger. And the Learninator held out his hand, and a strange electronic grid mesh scanned down President Wendyanna Joan. Nation complete. You are not the real Wendyanna. Da na na. I thought that would get a collective gasp. How we all sort of assumed that at this point. The question is, who are you? And President Wendy Anna-Joan <laughs> melted away, revealing a nondescript person. Who looked kind of like? Uh, oh, okay, they were just nondescript. I am a shape friender. Shape friender. I knew it. I become other people to make friends because it's tough being so nondescript all the time.
1: Then I am afraid that you do not deserve the pin of the president we should give it to the real Wendy Anna.
0: And Mr. Mouser crawled up the nondescript Shapefriender's leg and took off the presidential pin. Not so fast, Mr. Mouser, said Verilise. I think Shapefriender needs to come clean about something else. Am I right? You are not wrong it was i who robbed the bank in order to frame fred so that i could become president and i assume it was you who sent me and learning back in time on some fool's errand to get prehistoric sticks no, uh, that was the real Fred. It was just convenient, and I assumed you'd be eaten by dinosaurs or some a lot of your plan hinged on them getting eaten. Yes, I must give this evil scheme a C-plus, tops, said Guthuncle, reaching out with a tentacle to let Fred out of the bedroom only there were no people in there. Oh, thank goodness.
1: You guys, there was no people in the bedroom.
0: We know. We know. know. Yes, it seems all the mysteries have been solved. All except one. Fred's fancy pants. Uh, No, no, I can't tell you. As we assumed you bought them with all of your ill-gotten goods. No, it'll just be my secret shame for the rest of my life. I have found the answer on the Interwatt playing video now. Oh, no. Okay, Fred, you're in the fancy pants. Now just shimmy and shake around like you're really having a good time. And don't forget to read your lines, Freddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, these pants are so fancy. I feel like a new dog. No, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Doggies don't wear pants. Doggies who want their 10 bucks do. <laughs> They're
1: the fanciest pants, and I love them even more than
0: sticks. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we could do one more take with a little less crying. When the dog doesn't do retakes.
0: <laughs> the video stopped playing, and the what house was silent. <sighs> So I think we can all agree... ...that we should never speak of this again? No, never. In fact, I'm going to erase my memory. Oh, okay, but could someone help me out of these fancy pants first? I do not feel comfortable with that. The end.
1: Oh, come on, everybody. I don't have a opposable thumbs.
0: All right, Bradley and Ward, I hope you enjoyed your story. So we'll play Ward's question really quickly.
1: Hello, my name is Ward. and my what if question was, what if Fred the dog robbed the bank, but was really being framed by a shape-shifter who wanted to be the president? Thank you. Bye.
0: And then we'll let Bradley describe Shapefriender to you all.
1: My name is Bradley, and I'm almost done. I like Fred the dog. I want to add a new character called Shapefriender. He is a robot that makes friends with everyone he meets. He can also read minds and loves playing tricks. He can shapeshift into anyone alive. He can also sound like the person that he shifts to. Bye, love your podcast.
0: I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, our co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that you don't have to pretend to be someone else to make friends. Until we meet again, keep wondering.